0: This Family Life news podcast is made possible by the support of listeners like you.
1: It's the Noon Report from Family Life, bringing a Christian worldview to what's happening in New York, Pennsylvania, across the country, and around the world. Weather with Kevin Williams special features and reports with the Family Life News team. Now, here's what's happening.
2: Campaign Joe, good afternoon. Welcome to the broadcast. President Biden headed west today to California to raise money for his re-election effort. This as questions remain over his mental fitness to serve a second term. Correspondent Madeline Rivera gets us started.
3: Americans have a lot of extremely rational concerns about the prospect of a commander-in-chief who would be 86 years old by the end. of his second term.
2: West Virginia Democrat Joe Manchin isn't worried so much about Biden's age as he is his politics. I've had this conversation
3: with him and with his people that he's gone too far to the left. They've pushed him and pulled him and whatever but that's not where America is. That's not where our country is.
2: Donors are coughing up as much as $250,000 each for a chance to hobnob with the president tonight in California. With four days to go before the South Carolina primary, Nikki Haley is sharpening her attacks on GOP presidential frontrunner Donald Trump. Haley says Republicans will be doomed in November if they hand Trump the nomination.
1: Donald Trump can't win. Everything he touches, we lose. How many more times do we have to lose before we say maybe he's the problem?
2: But Haley is facing an uphill battle in her home state. Polls have her losing by more than 30 points to Trump in Saturday's South Carolina primary. California flooded. The wet weather just won't quit in the Golden State.
1: Every single night I wake up wondering, is the mud going to come down again into the house again?
2: Dangerous landslides have prompted dozens of road closures across the Golden State. Meteorologist Adam Clodz.
4: It's still entirely possible that this could be the rainiest February in history across Los Angeles. So it just continues to come down for them.
2: 35 million Californians under flood watches today. There are blizzard warnings in effect for the Sierra Nevadas the widow of the deceased Russian opposition leader, Alexei Navalny, says the Kremlin is hiding his body to cover up their crime. The 47-year-old died under suspicious circumstances last week at a prison in Siberia. Correspondent Richard Engel. A
1: human rights group says Russian intelligence officers visited the prison two days before Navalny's death to disconnect cameras and listing devices, and that a medical examiner was instructed to list bruises. Is on Navalny's body as coming after death. The Russian opposition newspaper Novaya Gazeta Europe reports that prisoners were locked in their cells the night before Navalny died, followed by a surprise inspection the next morning.
2: President Biden says Vladimir Putin is responsible for Navalny's death and the U.S. may impose more sanctions on Moscow as a result. The U.S. is calling for the United Nations to push for a temporary ceasefire in Gaza. The Biden administration concerned about an Israel ground invasion
5: into the southern city of Rafah. Here we have Israel fighting terrorists in an existential threat, and I took it as the Biden administration shooting Israel in the back. Many scholar Michael Allen. We wouldn't have been dictated to after 9-11 in Afghanistan if the world community was standing up and saying, hey, you know what, America? back down against al-Qaeda. By the same token, Israel ought to be given more time and space to finish the job in Gaza. The
2: death toll from the war in Gaza has now surpassed 29,000. Hamas terrorists, meantime, continue to hold over 130 hostages. Two of the largest credit card companies, Capital One and Discover, have agreed to merge in a $35 billion deal.
1: Consumer advocates are saying this deal is concerning because it will
3: result in more consultations validation in the banking and credit card industries, which could mean less choice down the road for consumers. Capital One, of course, stands to benefit a lot from this
1: deal, given that Americans right now are using credit cards more than ever before.
2: Correspondent Jolene Kent, the average interest rate on a credit card, by the way, the highest it's been in almost 30 years. NASA is looking for volunteers to spend a year in a simulated Mars habitat. The space agency needs four people to live Inside a 1,700 square foot simulator at the Johnson Space Center in Houston, applications are due by early April. Now to qualify, you must be a U.S. citizen between the ages of 30 and 55, with at least a master's degree in engineering, math, or biology. Finally, they ran what's become known as the Great American Race yesterday. Delayed by a day, the Daytona 500 is limp to an ending with William Byron winning his first 500 under a yellow caution. Flag. The caution came after the second of two crashes during the last
1: eight laps. The first of those spectacular, involving 18 cars on lap 192. Kozlowski gets turned by William Byron. Blaney gets caught up. Gilliland. Cluets. Drivers left their cars on their own. And it appears
2: there were no serious injuries. Peter King reporting from the Daytona 500. Still to come on the noon report, a Tuesday edition. Leaving New York. School start times and new poll on PA Senate race.
4: Oh, good afternoon. I'm Kevin Williams. A rather tame weather pattern and a milder one as well, at least in the short term. Other forecast details coming up in 10.
2: All right, Kevin, we'll see you then. In the meantime, let's check the stories making news where you live across New York and Pennsylvania. New York State Police investigating a domestic dispute that turned deadly in Tioga County. Troopers called to a home on Deborah Lee Drive in Lakin early yesterday. A woman wound up dying from her injuries. A man is in stable condition at the hospital. Police aren't saying much else about that case. By now you've heard New York leads the nation when it comes to population loss. And while the statewide decline has slowed in recent years, more people are still exiting than moving into New York. It's
1: really working in middle-income families that are moving out of the state not the higher earners.
2: Nathan Gustorf is executive director of the Fiscal Policy Institute. For a middle income
1: family, bottom line, they get a bigger bang for their buck. They have more savings by moving
5: even to other nearby states.
2: Governor Hoko blames the outmigration on the cost of housing. Republicans cite a regressive tax rate and unfriendly business climate. A new poll shows Pennsylvania Senator Bob Casey with a 10-point lead over GOP challenger Dave McCormick. The ABC 27 Emerson College Survey shows the incumbent Democrat up 49 to 39%. Casey is seeking his fourth term as a U.S. Senator. McCormick, a former hedge fund manager, finished second to Dr. Mehmet Oz in the 2022 Republican Senate primary. This same poll, by the way, has Donald Trump leading President Biden by two points in the race for the White House. Legal eagles warned a judge's ruling in the Donald Trump civil fraud case last week could cause other... real estate developers
4: to leave new york anybody is at risk any business that runs afoul of the progressive orthodoxy it can be on any of the hot button social issues so i think it's going to have a real effect it's real should be very embarrassing to the state of New York. Fox
2: News contributor Sol Weisenberg argues the case should have been dismissed because New York's Attorney General Tish James has a political axe to
4: grind. She ran on a platform of getting Trump and then oversaw the case Totally improper in my view.
2: Trump is appealing the judge's decision to fine him more than $350 million for allegedly inflating the value of his real estate. Pennsylvania Governor Josh Shapiro's latest budget proposal calls for steep cuts to cyber schools. Family Life's Brian Query.
5: A proposal by Governor Josh Shapiro to slash fees for cyber charter students could save public schools about $262 million a year. Shapiro's plan increases basic education funding by $1.1 billion and caps the cost districts would pay for each cyber student at $8,000. Public schools currently pay between $8,600 and $26,500 per student each year to cyber schools, which are authorized and overseen by the State Department of Education. In the most recent school year, there were 14 authorized cyber charter schools in Pennsylvania, with about 57,500 students enrolled. Brian Query, Family Life News.
2: Thank you, Brian. House Speaker Mike Johnson's coming to New York Southern Tier this week. Here's Family Life, Sarah Harnish. The
1: Evangelical Republican will be in Binghamton on Thursday for an event with U.S. Representative Mark Molinaro, focused on law enforcement funding and public safety. The Thursday meeting at the Broome County Sheriff's Office will feature deputies, first responders, and families. The trip comes as Molinaro seeks re-election in the 19th Congressional District. He flipped the seat in 2022, winning by only 4,500 votes. Sarah Harnish, Family Life News. Thank
2: you, Sarah. For the first time in 20 years, Binghamton is hosting the New York State Republican Convention this week. That two-day political pep rally is happening tomorrow and Thursday in the Parlor City. The Fairport, New York School District is exploring new start times. If the proposal is adopted, secondary schools would start later in the day, while elementary schools would start earlier. Fairport junior Karana Fenton favors a later start time for those older kids.
1: Out of the hundreds plus students we surveyed, over half of them claim that they get less than seven hours of sleep a night. The
2: American Academy of Pediatrics says middle and high schoolers should aim for a start time of no earlier than 8.30 a.m. Right now, Fairport High School starts at 7.25 a.m. Here's Superintendent Brett Provezano. The science of sleeping, especially for our adolescents, it's, it's a real phenomenon that we are called to respond to. Fairport has not yet said how a new school start time would affect extracurricular activities, after-school child care, or transportation. The school board plans to make a decision by September 1st. You're listening to The Noon Report, a Tuesday edition, right here on Family Life. <laughs> All right, let's check sports next. Will Byron, your winner at this year's Daytona 500, the driver of the number 24 car, earning his first career victory at the Great American Race after the white flag came out during a late crash. Byron takes the checkered flag, despite leading for just the final four laps of this year's race. NFL teams have some tough decisions to make. Starting today, the franchise tag window opens at four o'clock this afternoon. Teams are allowed to tag just just one player scheduled to become an unrestricted free agent, which would allow them to play under a one-year contract next season. Among the players expected to get tagged today are New York's Giants star running back Saquon Barkley. UConn women's basketball coach Gino Oriyama has just passed former Duke men's basketball coach Mike Krzyzewski for second most wins by a Division I coach. One coach. Oriyama has 1,200 103 career victories now, all of them at UConn. Stanford's Tara Vanderveer is the only coach with more wins. Right now, she has six more than Ariyama. The Buffalo Sabres came up short last night. They failed in their bid to win a second straight game. A tough loss at home. Jordan Greenway, Tage Thompson, and Zach Benson each scoring for Buffalo. But it wasn't enough as the Sabres fall to Anaheim 4 3 at Keybank Center. Buffalo's next game is tomorrow against the Montreal Canadiens. At the Family Life Sports Desk, I'm Bob Price. And still to come on the Noon Report, the largest ever COVID vaccine study. Is college worth the cost? And does Nikki Haley have staying power? We'll explore those questions as well right after this.
5: Welcome to Breakpoint, a daily look at an ever-changing culture through the lens of unchanging truth. the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street. Last year, the population of the nation of China dropped by at least 2 million people. That number's over double the nation's population decline in 2022. For context, that would be like the U.S. losing the entire population of the state of Nebraska, or the city of Houston, in a single year. And what continues to drive China's drastic decline in population is a drop in births. In the last five years, the number of births there has dropped by almost half, according to China's National Bureau of Statistics. In 2017, China reported 17 million births. In 2023, it reported only 9 million. That's a number that fails to replace the 11 million who died that year. In 2016, China revoked its infamous one-child policy. In more recent years, local governments and corporations have made concentrated efforts to encourage and even financially incentivize citizens to have more kids. In Hangzhou, the local government offered $2,800 to those who had a third child in the year 2023. In Wenzhou, parents were offered over $400 for every child they had. Some companies are now offering cash bonuses for the first five years of a child's life. And yet, despite all these efforts, China's population continues to decline even more than the year before. To be clear, though its situation may be the most dramatic, China is not the only country that faces population decline. Countries across the developed world, from Europe to East Asia, have birth rates that are well below the replacement rate. And, like China, a number of them are attempting to incentivize citizens to have more children. Unfortunately, also like China, these economic efforts are not having much success. Now the reason, as family policy scholar Patrick Brown has argued, is that the so-called debate over tax incentives or other economic remedies to population decline, and I quote here, largely overlooks that nations can't buy their way out of a cultural shift. In other words, the population decline isn't at root a policy or an economic problem. It's a worldview problem. Behind the developed world's fertility struggles is a cultural shift in views, not only about children and parenting, but more fundamentally about marriage and sex. As one Chinese official observed about the 2022 decline, citizens have lost a willingness to have babies and are delaying marriage and pregnancy. For starters, marriage is no longer viewed as a foundation upon which people can build lives and livelihoods. Increasingly, it's viewed as a kind of capstone, one that adorns young adulthood and comes after one has already gone to college and achieved economic independence and made a successful start in one's career. Additionally, thanks to reproductive technologies like the pill and vitro fertilization and surrogacy, the severing of reproduction from the act of sex is nearly complete, and with it comes a further disconnect between sex and its God-given purpose. It's now something of a cultural given to presume that sex exists primarily for one's personal pleasure rather than for the conception of children. Also, the overall decline in religious observance over the past 20 years is significant. After all, the religiously affiliated are far more likely to marry than the non-religious are. 20 years ago, only about 40% of those aged 22 to 39 attended church less than once a year, and that number is almost up to two-thirds as of 2021. It is these cultural changes, far more than public policy or economics, that have led to such dramatic changes in marriage and childbearing. One resource that can help you catechize the next generation is the Identity Project. It's the most comprehensive collection of resources about sex and marriage and gender and identity available online. Visit identityproject.tv to learn more the Colson Center, I'm John Street with Breakpoint. Thank you very much, John. Outside, we head
2: next, meteorologist Kevin Williams.
4: Here is your family life weather forecast. We've got no winter weather issues uh, for the next couple days around our area. For this afternoon, ample sunshine. High temperatures not far from 40. Mainly clear tonight. We drop back into the 20s. Tomorrow, partly sunny and mild. High temps. 40s to near 50. Thursday cloudy with a bit of rain. there also be a little bit of a light wintry mix in some parts of the Interstate 81 corridor across Northeast Pennsylvania to Central New York. High temperatures on Thursday, mostly in the 40s. Okie
2: doke. Thank you, Kevin. This is the Noon Report on Family Life. I'm your host, Bob Price. Great to have you with us today. Lots going on Tuesday, the 20th of February. It's the rain that just won't quit in California. Correspondent Liz Kreutz. Just for
1: perspective, Los Angeles has seen 75 75- percent of his average annual rainfall just this month of February. The month not even over yet, and that heavy rainfall is leading to major infrastructure issues across the state.
2: Mudslides, landslides, rock slides, plus sinkholes and potholes all in the offering in rain-soaked California. We've been here since 1960. Never had anything like this happen. That man from Sacramento had to be rescued after his car got stuck in waist-deep water. Santa Barbara Fire Chief Chris Males. We're counting in the six to seven inches of rain up in the foothills at this point. All that water has to come downstream. 35 million Californians under flood watches today. There's a blizzard warning in the Sierra Nevadas. Nikki Haley and Donald Trump are both in South Carolina today, ahead of that state's primary election on Saturday. South Carolina Senator Tim Scott says Haley needs to come to terms with reality. She can't win her own home state. There's no other state in the nation.
4: If you can't win your home state, there's no other place to win she's down by at least 25 to 30 points here in south carolina the best thing she can do for the nation
2: is to drop out the race endorse donald trump and let us start focusing on joe Biden. Haley, the former governor of south carolina says she has no plans to withdraw
1: i voted for donald trump twice i was proud to serve america in his administration i have no issues with him this is not a dislike of him or anything else The fact is, Chaos follows him wherever he goes. Haley's
2: got a major campaign event today in Greenville, South Carolina. Trump is there tonight for a Fox News town hall with Laura Ingram. The largest study ever done on the COVID vaccine finds some risks associated with the shot. Researchers from the Global Vaccine Data Network in New Zealand looked at 99 million people in eight countries who got the shot. What they found was a slight increase in neurological blood and heart Heart related conditions in certain kinds of COVID vaccine. That said, however, most experts agree the risks do not outweigh the benefits of getting the vaccine. More than 80% of the U.S. population has gotten at least one dose of the COVID shot. The widow of deceased Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny accuses the Kremlin of hiding her husband's body in order to cover up a crime. Colorado Senator Michael Bennett says this has all the earmarks of a Putin hit job and he thinks he knows why the Russian ruler did it. To tell the world that he doesn't care what anybody thinks and that he can do anything that he wants to do. The 47-year-old Navalny died under suspicious circumstances last week inside a Siberian prison. Russia says it will not release his body for at least two more weeks. WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange faces an extradition hearing in London today. His lawyers are making a last ditch attempt to keep Assange from having to appear inside a U.S. courtroom.
1: Assange faces 18 criminal counts for his alleged role in leaking hundreds of thousands of classified Pentagon and State Department documents. His lawyers insist he was just a journalist doing his rightful job.
2: Correspondent Vicki Barker in London today. Is college worth the cost? Big question mark there. A decade after enrolling, attendees of 25% of colleges in this country are earning less than high high school graduates who didn't go to college. One in four college graduates make under $32,000 a year. The U.S. Education Department tracked the earnings of 5 million college grads to come up with those findings. Food pantries are becoming more commonplace on college campuses. A new study shows at least one in three college kids deals with food insecurity on a daily basis. Reporter Elise Preston is from the University of California, Davis.
1: Senior Aaron Cashin showed up 90 minutes before the doors opened at the on-campus food pantry. I literally structure my class schedules around being able to come to the pantry. It's run by students, many of whom are working here because they found help here. It feels good to get back and know that I need it here. There are now close to 800 food pantries on college campuses. A decade ago, there were just 80.
2: Elise Preston reporting from UC Davis. Today. The U.S. Supreme Court is hearing a case today on the maximum fee that retailers can be charged by banks when consumers use debit cards. Also on the business beat today, a major merger is in the making. A couple of America's largest credit card companies are teaming up.
5: Banking with Capital One is the easiest decision
2: in the history of decisions. Capital One is purchasing Discover for $35 billion in an all stock deal. The Alabama Supreme Court has just ruled that frozen embryos are children. This ruling stems from a lawsuit brought by a couple against a fertility clinic that accidentally destroyed frozen embryos. St. Patrick's Cathedral in New York City says it was tricked into holding a funeral mass for a transgender activist. Some of the mourners who gathered to remember Cecilia Gentili in a live-streamed funeral mass at St. Patrick's wore miniskirts, halter tops. And fishnet stockings, prompting complaints and triggering the unusual Saturday Mass reserved for churches that have been desecrated. The priests who conducted the service did not know Gentili was trans, and the organizer admits she didn't tell them. Andrew Whitman, New York. A New Jersey Starbucks was the target of an anti-Semitic incident yesterday, and it's not the first time it's happened in the Bergen County Borough of Glen Rock. Mayor Christine Echo. This
1: is the second incident in a week. Um, they had graffiti at the school, and now this...
2: New Jersey Congressman Josh Gottheimer says the stickers police found called for the destruction of Israel. They're telling people to literally eliminate a people, the Jewish people. The Anti-Defamation League says hey. Hate- crimes against Jews are at an all-time high. Congressman Gottheimer blames social media disinformation when it comes to the Israel-Hamas war. Goodbye, Scranton Joe. Hello, Big Shot Biden. The president heading west today for several high-end fundraisers. Donors are preparing to cough up as much as $250,000 for a chance to hobnob with the commander-in-chief tonight in Los Angeles. And a Hollywood a-lister appearing in court today in wyoming name's bond james bond actor pierce Brosnan, who played bond on the big screen facing trespassing charges last fall he hiked in a restricted area of yellowstone national park you're listening to the noon report a tuesday edition on the family life radio network
1: Welcome back to another edition of Hometown Heroes on Family Life. I'm Mark Webster, and this week's guests are some of the many volunteers behind area observances of the annual Night to Shine. Since the Tim Tebow Foundation launched the yearly prom-style celebration for special needs individuals 10 years ago. Area churches have embraced the idea, hosting and volunteering to give attendees a night to remember. This year's Global Night to Shine was February 9th. Chad Mitchell is the event coordinator at Auburn Alliance Church in Auburn, New York. As guests arrive, they're greeted by
3: smiling volunteers. They walk a red carpet. There, are, you know, people cheering for them and screaming for them as they as they walk down abundant smiles you know people are extremely happy they're so excited to be there being able to see some friends that they may, may not have seen in a while a lot of fun a lot of excitement and people really enjoy feeling feeling celebrated
1: for kent and denise bell who co-pastor mercer county's bethel life church in greenville pennsylvania hosting night to shine takes on special significance
3: my wife and i our oldest son to be 41 years of age is a a special needs guy. So that's kind of, we have a special needs ministry overall at our church. We've been running for a number of years, which kind of connected us to this opportunity which is a little bit what drives us here at Buffalo Life on many levels, but certainly has helped us connect with the Tebow Foundation. So it's it's personal for us, I guess, if I could say it that way.
1: It's also personal for Pastor Preston Atkinson at Northumberland County's Sunbury Bible Church, who says his congregation's year-round ministry to special needs families was a big reason he moved there after lengthy pastorates in Texas.
0: My daughter, I have my youngest daughter, has Down syndrome, and she... She's invited to come, and so this year she dressed up. She's only eight years old, but she dressed up and walked the red carpet, and I was able to uh, put a crown on her, and it was was extremely emotional for me. I didn't know that they were going to bring her in the tent and have her walk down the red carpet, but... um, So it's a special night even for our own family because of our own participation with uh, the special needs community. I don't know who gets more out of it, whether it's the guests or whether those volunteers who just are there to serve and and just see the excitement.
1: Pastor Atkinson says other churches would bless their own congregations by making a special effort to welcome in special needs families.
0: It's definitely something that we would love to see churches create opportunities, create a culture within their church that not only includes those with disabilities, but really partners with them, sees them, values them, and that's something that needs to be addressed in every church, and and we're just excited to see that Sunbury Bible Church has at least started on their own journey to engage the disability community, to value them, to see them and then create this type of opportunity for them to have a good experience with a local church.
1: Bethel Life's Pastor Bell says Night to Shine is a perfect way for churches to enhance their community outreach.
3: One of the things that we enjoy about this particular event is that it gets us out into the community and even beyond in Mercer County and touches about every aspect of our community. It was a spectacular night, and uh, just to celebrate as Tebow would tell you, to celebrate all of God's children, this special kings and queens for a night
1: was very Auburn's Chad Mitchell says it all comes down to the church fulfilling its calling by showing the love of Christ. In our congregation, we see
3: individuals with disabilities and families um, of children with disabilities as, you know, an unreached people group. Um, You know, people find Church is difficult. There are a lot of churches that may not be accepting or accommodating to individuals with developmental disabilities. So that's something that we want to try to break the stigma of and let people in our community know that we're open, that we're accepting of them, and be able to show Christ's love to them um, through our actions.
1: Other area congregations that partnered with the Tim Tebow Foundation for this year's A Night to Shine included New Life Baptist at New Wilmington, Calvary in. Bowlesburg, Catalyst Church Altoona, Our Lady of Peace in Erie, the Dixon City Campus of LCBC, Williamsville's Epic Church, and Cross Creek in Elmira. Please join us again next time as we search for your home, your town, your hero. It's Hometown Heroes on Family Life.
2: Our Wonderful work as always. Thank you, Mark. The name of the feature, Hometown Heroes. Comes your way every Tuesday during the noon report. You can catch it online as well anytime at familylife.org. Just look for the news tab on our podcast page.
4: Good afternoon. Here is your Family Life regional weather forecast. We've got no winter weather issues uh, for the next couple days around our area. High pressure will keep our skies fair and the air rather mild compared to typical conditions for late February. A disturbance will bring a spot of rain Thursday, maybe a little light wintry mix for some in the I-81 corridor, but no big ticket winter items are in sight. For this afternoon, ample sunshine, high temperatures not far from 40. Mainly clear tonight, we drop back into the 20s. Tomorrow, partly sunny and mild, high temps, 40s to near 50. Thursday, cloudy with a bit of rain. There'll also be a little bit of a light wintry mix in some parts of the Interstate 81 corridor across northeast Pennsylvania to central New York. High temperatures on Thursday, mostly in the 40s.
2: All right, Kevin, thank you very much. Warmer days just around the corner. Finally at noon, Burger King is hosting a Whopper of a contest. Check this out. Participants are asked to come up with new toppings for the fan favorite Whopper Burger. Whopper,
4: Whopper, Whopper,
2: Whopper, Junior Double Trip. Whopper. Fast Food it's Giant is Swippers. asking folks to customize the iconic Whopper with up to eight toppings from over 200,000 possible combinations. Didn't know there were that many. Burger King will then select three top creations to feature temporarily on its menu. The winners will be chosen by a public vote, and the grand prize is a whopping $1 million. How about that? Check out the Burger King website for content details and that's the world we live in folks tuesday february 20th i'm bob price family life news
1: you've been listening to the noon report heard weekdays on family life thank you for listening thank you for listening to this family life news podcast If you've been encouraged by what you've heard, please share it with others and click the subscribe button to automatically receive future episodes. Family Life is a listener-supported ministry. Podcasts like this are made possible by your
5: financial partnership. Find out more at familylife.org.